we begin with Psalm 51. Let's say it together. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. According to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you alone have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight, so that you are justified in your sentence and blameless when you pass judgment. Indeed, I was born guilty, a sinner when my mother conceived me. You desire truth in the inward being. Therefore, teach me wisdom in my secret heart. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and put a new and right spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and sustain in me a willing spirit, then I will teach transgressors your ways, and sinners will return to you. Deliver me from bloodshed, O God, O God of my salvation, and my tongue will sing aloud of your deliverance. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise, for you have no delight in sacrifice. If I were to give you a burnt offering, you would not be pleased. The sacrifice acceptable to God is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O oh God, you will not despise. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Gracious God, out of your love and mercy, you breathed into dust the breath of life, creating us to serve you and our neighbors. Call forth our prayers and acts of kindness and strengthen us to face our mortality with confidence in the mercy of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah, chapter 58. Shout out, do not hold back. Lift up your voice like a trumpet. Announce to my people their rebellion, to the house of Jacob their sins. 
Yet day after day they seek me and delight to know my ways, as if they were a nation that practiced righteousness and did not forsake the ordinance of their God. They ask of me righteous judgments. They delight to draw near to God. Why do we fast, but you do not see? Why humble ourselves, but you do not notice? Look, you serve your own interest on your fast day and oppress all your workers. Look, you fast only to quarrel and to fight and to strike with a wicked fist. Such fasting as you do today will not make your voice heard on high. Is such the fast that I choose? A day to humble oneself? Is it to bow down the head like a bulrush and to lie in sackcloth and ashes? Will you call this a fast? A day acceptable to the Lord? Is not this the fast that I choose? To loose the bonds of injustice, to undo the thongs of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free, and to break every yoke. Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and to bring the homeless poor into your house? When you see the naked to cover them and not to hide yourself from your own kin? Then your light shall break forth like the dawn and your healing shall spring up quickly. Your vindicator shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call and the Lord will answer. You shall cry for help and he will say, here I am. If you remove the yoke from among you, the pointing of the finger, the speaking of evil, if you offer your food to the hungry and satisfy the needs of the afflicted, then your light shall rise in the darkness and your gloom be like the noonday. The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your needs in parched places and make your bones strong. And you shall be like a watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters never fail. Your ancient ruins shall be rebuilt. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations. You shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of streets to live in. The Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the sixth chapter. Jesus said, Beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them. For then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. So whenever you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, so that they may be praised by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your alms may be done in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners so that they may be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But whenever you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you fast, do not look dismal like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces so as to show others that they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, so that your fasting may be seen not by others, but by your Father, who is in secret. And your Father, who sees in secret, will reward you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, 
where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust consumes and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The Gospel of the Lord. We began this service by saying Psalm 51 together. And later on, we have a confession of sin. So I think it would be safe to say that there is an emphasis on sin here, right? And, and there's an emphasis on death. Remember that you are dust, and to dust you will return, we say. Well, not this year, but usually, as we rub our foreheads with ashes, a cross of ashes. So sin and death, those are our themes. You know, no wonder our Ash Wednesday services are not well attended. But sin and death are important. We might say sin is doing what God doesn't want us to do, or sin is breaking the commandments, something like that. And that's right. But there's more to it. You probably heard that the Greek word translated as sin in English means missing a mark. And, and what's the mark? It's, it's everything we were meant to be. It's everything we, we could be. It's everything we were created to be. Everything God wants for us. And more broadly, the mark is what God created the world to be the world and everything in it, including us. It's everything we yearn for or, or, or dream of. And I'm not talking about yearning for a new vehicle or a, a big screen TV or something like that. I'm talk, talking about the truly important stuff. Our best dreams, our deepest yearnings. And sin is what misses the mark and being less than we could be and should be and want to be, at least in our better moments. And we're created to be a broken world, broken societies, broken people. Injustice and poverty and violence and sickness and death. Cruelty and indifference to the suffering of others. Dreams that are crushed, lives wasted, lives cut short. Pain and loneliness and death. We all know, I think, that that sin or missing the mark includes things we do or don't do as individuals. And it's also what people sometimes call systemic. You know, it's it's part of the way things work. It's, it's got into all kinds of things like an infection or, or a corruption, like rust in the machinery. And, and sometimes we contribute to it. And sometimes we're hurt by it. The Gospel of John talks about the sin of the world. And the ultimate source of all this, the ultimate source of sin and evil, is, is a broken relationship with God, alienation from God, separation from the ultimate source of life and goodness, justice and mercy, grace and love, truth and beauty. 
So we can sum all this up by saying that God is the source of goodness and life and separation from God means evil and death, many kinds of death. There are many things that destroy life, including the ultimate death. The gospel, the good news is that God in Jesus came into all this, into evil and suffering and death, into a broken world, into the pain and suffering and loss of creation, where we are broken, crushed in despair, frightened, and most in need of help. Came to us there, here, to, to bring us back, to reconcile us, to, to reconcile all creation in a new heaven and a new earth where God dwells with his people. To bring us from death to life. So following Jesus means turning our backs on sin, leaving behind, dying to sin and death, and being born into life, into relationship with God. And that's our focus during Lent. We ask God to show us where and how we participate in things that are opposed to God's love and goodness. We want to tear ourselves away from those things and, and towards God, change the way we live. Or we can allow ourselves to see where we're most wounded, damaged. And those wounds, are they're always a result of sin in the world, though may not be our sin. But the damage is there. Distorted, broken places in our lives that we don't like to think about. It hurts to think about. If we let God in there, it's life-giving. It's healing. Or, or we can think about something that might bring us closer to God, help us to know and love God better, and do that. Sometimes that just means praying more, sitting and listening to God more, going for a walk, letting God help us to see. Or we can find some place in the world where we can bring God's light and God's grace, a bit of God's love, some piece of creation we can help to reconcile. Or we can just allow God to help us see what it might be good for us to do because really and this is important this is not something that we do it's not something we can do it's something we let god do in us and it can be scary and it can be painful it can be joyful it always is joyful in a way in a way because repentance means turning away from things that destroy life and goodness and accepting, embracing God's love and grace, goodness and truth, justice and beauty. And that brings healing and wholeness and joy and peace and light and life and salvation. What it all comes down to is letting God love us.
church family. Friends in Christ, brothers and sisters, today with the whole church, we enter the time of remembering Jesus' Passover from death to life, and our life in Christ is renewed. We begin this holy season by acknowledging our need for repentance and for God's mercy. We are created to experience joy and communion with God, to love one another, and to live in harmony with creation. But our sinful rebellion separates us from God, our neighbors, and creation, so that we do not enjoy the life our Creator intended. As disciples of Jesus, we are called to a discipline that contends against evil and resists whatever leads us away from love of God and neighbor. I invite you, therefore, to the discipline of Lent, self-examination and repentance, prayer and fasting, sacrificial giving and works of love, strengthened by the gifts of word and sacrament. We are invited to open ourselves to God. Let us continue our journey through these 40 days to the great three days of Jesus' death and resurrection. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Most holy and merciful God, we confess to you and to one another and before the whole company of heaven, that we have sinned by our own fault, by our own fault, by our own most grievous fault in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart and mind and strength. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We have not forgiven others as we have been forgiven. Have mercy on us, O God. We have shut our ears to your call to serve as Christ served us. We have not been true to the mind of Christ. We have grieved your Holy Spirit. Have mercy on us, O God. Our past unfaithfulness the pride, envy, hypocrisy, and apathy that have infected our lives, we confess to you. Have mercy on us, O oh God. Our self-indulgent appetites and ways and our willings to benefit from the exploitation of other people, we confess to you. Have mercy on us, O oh God. Our negligence and prayer and worship and our failure to share the faith that is in us, we confess to you. Have mercy on us, O God. Our neglect of human need and suffering and our indifference to injustice and cruelty, we confess to you. Have mercy on us, O God. Our false judgments, our uncharitable thoughts toward our neighbors, and our prejudice and contempt toward those who differ from us, we confess to you. Have mercy on us, O God. Our participation in the waste and pollution of your creation and our lack of concern for those who come after us, we confess to you. Have mercy on us, O God.
Restore us, O God, and let your anger depart from us. Hear us, O God, for your mercy is great. I wish I could, but I can't reach out and make a cross and ashes on your forehead. So it occurred to me that maybe what we could do instead, I know it's not the same, but maybe what we could do instead was, was make the sign of the cross. It, it's another way of marking ourselves or placing the cross on our bodies in a way. Um, if anybody's not sure how to do this, just put your fingers to your forehead, your chest, your left shoulder, and your right. I don't think you can see everything, but if you can see that a little bit, don't worry about doing it wrong. Martin Luther said we should do this every morning when we get up and every night when we go to bed. And that might not be a bad thing to do during Lent. So let's make the sign of the cross together and then, then we'll say a prayer. Or you can, you can do it during the prayer. Let us pray. Almighty God, help us to remember that only by the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ are we given eternal life. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Accomplish in us, O God, the work of your salvation, that we may show forth your glory in the world. By the cross and passion of your Son, our Savior, bring us with all your saints to the joy of his resurrection. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. Let us pray. Merciful God, accompany our journey through these 40 days. Renew us in the gift of baptism that we may provide for those who are poor. Pray for those in need, fast from self-indulgence. And above all, that we may find our treasure in the life of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let's say the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Almighty God, Father, Son, 
and Holy Spirit bless you now and forever. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage. Hold fast to what is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted. Honor all people. Love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen, and thanks be to God.